morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. We are in another GCSE scenario this morning. We were gonna do it slightly later, but we've got other things, so I'm gonna get it out of the way early for you guys. So sorry if this is a touch too early for some of you. Um, how are you all? Cloder, Brenda M, how are things? How are tricks? Obviously, uh, the sun is out. It's always the first thing people talk about, isn't it? The weather. The sun is out. What's the weather like? What's the weather like? Why do we do that? Brenda M, good morning. Cloder, morning. Raspberry Mojito Girl, good morning. Um, was there a coffee moaning yesterday? I can't, can't quite remember. Erin Bullimore, hello. Hi, Jew. Um, what's that? Jew Osler, I've got some good news for you. Tell us, share it, share it. Uh, Theresa Ray, good morning. Joan Williams, good morning. Lorna Stewart, uh, let me just pull you up over here. Just one second. Um, I can read you. Hi, Stuart G, how are you, matey flip? Uh, good morning, Angela Thompson, Lama. Morning, all. Sun looking lovely outside. Uh, Leah, pat on the back for me. I made it to the start of a live. Leah, pat on the back, sees. Um, Faith Goodman, did anyone else watch Depp versus? Her? Oh, I heard. Yes, there was a clip. I forgot to mention this actually. Yeah, we were obviously we uh, our agents were approached uh, regarding that clip because obviously they had to put, seek permission. Um, and I completely forgot it was going out. Yeah, what happened? What, <laughs> it was a rat. Was it? It was a clip around. The announcement of the art of the the trial verdict wasn't it? I'm pretty sure, but yeah, no, must check it out. Nanny die if you didn't see it. Yeah, how funny, how funny. Um, who'd have thought that terribly, uh, you know, terrible Wi-Fi live could have could have gone anywhere? Uh, morning, um, l learning sat knitting, learning sat knitting a baby cardigan. Wow, Teresa Hutchinson, learning what? Knitting. Several clips. Several clips. Faith. No way. Flipping out. Oh my Lord, how weird is that? Uh, thank you, Karen Martin, it's the last of us. It's my, it's my comfort hat, it's my comfort hat. I'm uh, filming and editing today, so I put the comfort hat on and it keeps me, it's like an armor. Interesting headwear, Mark, Edward Bevington. The last of us, the last of us. Um, yes, you'll have also seen Nadia quoted about Scofe, Gordon the Gopher and all that sort of stuff. Well traversed, I think. I think she negotiated it very well. Um, Linda Fissett, hi everyone, not joining the live for a while, have watched If I Have Been Up. Is this earlier than usual? It is. Stacey Randall's back up to her naughtinesses again. Stacey, why are you so racy? It's just Stacey, who's lacy and racy. Jew Osler, I didn't see your... No, where's it gone? It's gone flying up. Where are you? Jew, 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 Barley McGrew, Cuthbert, Dibble, and what's the final thing? Does anyone remember that? Is that Trumpton? Jew, where is it? How far up is it? Where are you? I'm going, I'm going. I've got some good news for you. And then I'm scrolling all the way down. Where is it? Where is your good news? I can't see. Can anyone else see it? I'm striving, Jew. It's not there. It's not there. It's not there. It's not there, sweetie. Grub. Grub? What's grub? I don't understand. Grub? What does grub mean? Morning, Mark. Sorry, I'm late. Sorry, Tina Davis. Tell him again, Edward. Yeah, grub. 
You've got grub, food. Oh, Cuthbert, Dibble and Grub. Oh, sorry, Jew, you said grub. And I'm thinking, is that your news? Grub. Talk about talking at cross purposes. Cuthbert, Dibble and Grub. Trumpton. Helen B, feel for you as I'm the same. Oh, Cuthbert. Hey, what was it? Boo, Boo, Barley McGrew. I've lost it. Ethbert, Cumpflip. I don't know what's going on. Anyone who doesn't know old British t uh, kids TV, you probably think we've gone into some kind of strange time zone. Um, Jew, I can't, I can't find or see what the news was other than grub. Uh, Stuart G, I've been in the garden gardening for four days, sick of it now. When you've done a lot of weeding, Stuart G, just a little gardening moment, I was weeding so incessantly the other day that when I went upstairs to lie down, wasn't it just have a power nap at about 7.30 in the evening, um, I could, what I could see visually with my eyes shut was, my, was the POV of descending on another, my hands descending on another weed and pulling it out. I mean, that's sad, isn't it? Your story's been accepted for a book. Jude. Congratulations, everyone give you a huge round of applause. That's brilliant news, accepted for a book. We, we can't wait to see it, Ju. You'll have to send us photos. To weed or not to weed, Lama? Amber, I've just read it, thanks, darling. Hope you're well, Amber. Ah, oh, look at this, Jules. I've submitted a story which is going to be published in a book and will be available through Amazon. Winning, winning, well done you. No, everyone's giving you a round of applause there. Um, so yeah, five of you. Stacey has just gifted you five memberships. That's so sweet of her. And because she's always so generous, I am gonna match that and I'm going to do the same. There you go, hang on. Hang on, where is this going? Oh, might not be able to do it. On the live, is it gonna let me do it on the live? Uh, come on, yes. Yay, there you go. So 10 of you randomly are gonna win a membership. We thought we'd match you, we'd see that we'd see your five and we'd, what's it called in poker? See your five, raise you five. Just get weed killers, save the Yeah, but weed killers, it's not a, me and Nanny Di, we're gonna do a live Green Figured Hell about rewilding. Weed killers. Apparently, you know, if you go the route of rewilding, basically everything that grows in your garden, you should allow to grow. It's kind of a bit, oh, Stacy's raised her five, seen my five and, Karen Martin, you can either join, but very occasionally uh, people like Stacy will gift them, which is an incredibly kind thing to do. Um, but uh, if, if under normal circumstances, if you are on a up-to-date device, you will see underneath where it says subscribe and all that kind of malarkey, it will say join. And then if you join, you get regular, though increasingly not weekly, but regular members' lives, only because schedules sometimes disallow and people's availability. Um, and every week you'll get a No Name Sunday show. There is a shift to things this weekend. We were going to do uh, a pre-recorded No Name Sunday show prior to sat and, and, and land it on Saturday. Given the complications of the Curly Cooks going on tour, um, bless them, uh, there are going to be two lives in the members area 
on Sunday. And there's gonna be a Curly Cooks live on the main channel. That's the plan, that's the plan. So yeah, you're gonna get double bubble in the members area, God only knows. I'm gonna try, what I'm gonna try and do is give you some of the behind the scenes. It's gonna be like, this is Spinal Tap. It's gonna be like Ozzy Osbourne on hummus. If you know what I mean. Because of course, Dina doesn't take crack. I wonder how rude me and Dina will be able to be. We have brambles to try and deal with. Yeah, well, the rewilders would say, keep the brambles. In fact, the rewilders, if you go logically to the nth degree of rewilding and ecological care, we should just let all our gardens run riot with madness. Richard Grindley, 20 years of sobriety on Saturday. Richard, bish, bash, bosh, I wish I had your legs. I'm, I'm, I'm catching up with you though, Richie. I'm catching up with you. I, I used to look at your kind of personal bests on your Instagram and go, oh my God, this man is an absolute Trojan. But now I'm looking at it going, okay, I can at least get within five minutes of your personal best. Anyway, no, oh, that's fantastic news. Congratulations, Richard. Um, that is such a good, huge round of applause there. And also so Tim Reed recently hit two, two and a half thousand days. Just brilliant, 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 brilliant. One day at a time. Don't be thinking about the giant things. So what I was saying to Kiki again for her GCSE, don't be thinking about all the questions. Don't be thinking about all the test paper. Just go slow and slower still. Daisy, I hear. Well, I knew, we knew because we were approached, but I didn't know it had gone out. Um, Best is the fear is Don't know, just every now and then I feel like an absolute compulsive. I sometimes worry that it's a bit sort of, it's compulsive, isn't it? Okay, so dark, dark news. Well, dark news, dark news insofar as who he is and what he did. Obviously, we, this, this news landed after yesterday's coffee money. Rolf Harris has died. Um, Reese Roberts, have you seen Bo is Afraid yet? I personally really enjoyed it and found a lot of meaning and thought-provoking commentary. Review is coming, Reesey, Reesey baby. Um, I don't know if you've seen Soft and Quiet, Reese, but uh, I'd love to have a natter with you about that too. Pleasure, Richard, well-deserved. Win-win, boom-boom. Um, Rolf Harris, uh, obviously he died. Um, I don't think there's any going to be any sadness around that. Um, it becomes a very complicated thing. I mean, in a weird way, obviously, we posted on the Coffee Moaning uh, stories. Was he entitled and right to have a secret uh, funeral service? Am I right in thinking that funeral services are essentially open events? Even if you have your invitees and what have you, if someone wants to pay their last respects, they are allowed to? Is that right? Or can they be barred? Is there is there a sort of... I'm not entirely sure. I mean, obviously, if you've got heavies on the door and all that kind of stuff. But presumably, anyway, do you think he, 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 it should have been secret? I suppose that's the question. Is that, Was there any benefit? Would there have been any benefit in it not being secret? Should Rolf Harris have had a secret? Or would, actually, it not being secret allowed people to, hi Mark, hope you, hi Mark, Alzaran, hi, yeah, I, I think I replied to you not that long ago actually, uh, do send, do send over, um, or is there something cathartic, 
in knowing it was happening for any victims. Michel Mead had to be private. I mean, I suppose the reason, if it wasn't private, all hell could have broken loose. Faith Goodman, Rolf's family shouldn't suffer, though, by press at funeral. I mean, that's the thing about this, isn't it? Whilst on the one hand, obviously, um, everyone will be feeling that, you know, at the age of 93, I think it was, you know, neck cancer. The set, I mean, I'm always, I, I don't know why, I'm always, you know, cautious about saying it's a good thing, but for, it's his family. It's the family, isn't it? Who's, who, who will forever, throughout their lives, be caught in that sort of emotional, spiritual quagmire of what he did and how he'll be remembered, and, and trying to square that with their sense of him as a father, a grandfather, a husband, and all that kind of stuff. Um, Michel Hofstein, glad it was private. He didn't deserve any kind of press. Theresa Hutchison, not his family's fault. He turned out the way he did. He, I used to live roll, love roll cartoon club when I was a kid, and a hospital show he did in the 90s. Oh, God, yes, do you remember that hospital show? He used to do the vet show, didn't he, as well? As well. I'm not too sure. Did, um, oh, bless you. Thank you, Richard. Thank you. We must try and hook up. I mean, I, I dare say we hook up for a run because I've been talking to you for three minutes. Well, <laughs> that's ambitious for 20 seconds. Animal Hospital. That's right. That's right. So, yes, I think it is right that it was a private or a secret, a secret funeral. I think that's the right thing to have done. I mean, regardless of, I'm sure his family have strong, um, strong opinions on, on what, he did uh, and whether they feel that and it's in a sense they will want to uh, no one person is just one thing so they will have wanted to remember uh, and pay tribute to the person none of us necessarily uh, will remember or will want to remember Gloria Chesson he was a great artist though it's weird I, 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 I mean my sense of how important he was in, before all of this came out was I remember him doing some kind of drawing and using a technique which I ended up using a lot and it allowed me to paint it was I mean he was actually incredibly good tutor unfortunately um, so there we go yeah so that's Rolf Harris uh, who as we said died shortly after it was announced that he died shortly after coffee mining estate and he had a secret funeral and I'm I'm with the majority of you I think for his family, it should have been secret. Three quarters of you say yes. Quarter of you say no. Because I think it is an open door policy, isn't it? It's an open door policy uh, at funerals, pretty much. Even if you can't literally walk through the door, you can stand outside the church. No one's going to stop you walking up to the church. Um, wedding revenge. Four weddings and a funeral. This isn't it. Um, wedding revenge. Guys, if you knew... If you knew your bride or groom-to-be had been unfaithful, could you call them out? Oh, look, it's going to fit. At the altar. Wowzers, gazowsers, dadowsers. Now, I remember many, many years ago... Um, Sadly, I've lost touch with this person. I was the only person who knew that one half of a couple had been unfaithful. Um, both, both people getting married knew, but I was the only person who knew. 
And so, of course, when there is that sort of crunching moment where, the, you know, someone turns around in the church or the registry office or on a yacht, wherever you are, um, and says, what is the phrase? If anyone knows any obstacle to love or if anyone has any dispute, if anyone wants to throw a spanner in the works, is that the, what the vicars say? Not a spanner in the works. Um, Sorry, I just froze there. If, if someone throws a, a spanner in the works, um, I couldn't say anything. Even though I knew, obviously, I mean, I wasn't going to. I mean, I discussed it with them. If anyone known here present, just cause or impediment. That's it. Impediment. And then obviously everyone turns around and more often than not, there's a sort of jokey look on one of their eyes like, <laughs> come on. I'm sure there's lots of, I mean, the, the, does anyone else find this a curiosity about hen nights and stank days? That essentially, it seems to be the mission of all the hens, are they the hens? No, the hen is the woman. All the henettes and all the staggards to get the soon-to-be-married individual into all sorts of trouble. Do you know what I mean? Do you, it's weird, isn't it? The aim of this Hindu is to lure you close to being unfaithful. Um, so anyway, this is the story. Obviously, no names or anything like that. This is someone who, who was it? Who was talking on a podcast. Um, there's apparently there's a, a podcast called The Unfiltered Bride. And they talked about a story in which a husband found out... Um, that uh, his partner was having an, having an affair. Um, and then uh, it came to, oh no, and it came to the speech. It wasn't necessarily as they were doing their vows. That, and apparently the groom stood up and just before, just, just, and says, just before I like properly get started, there's envelopes coming around now. And if you could all open them up, these are pictures of the bride effing the best man. So I'll be leaving now. <gasps> Photos. Of them, you know what He dropped the microphone and all, uh, and all his family knew about it and left. So it was en masse. They all knew together. They wanted the bride to have had to pay for all the food. Oh, my God. Karma is a bitch. Karma is a bitch. The best man is as well. So not only betrayed by your partner, your wife, but also your best man. How often does that happen, I wonder? The best man and, the, and your wife or the maid of honour and the husband. Oh, God. Let's have a look. Um, a third of you feel that you could do that at the altar. You have to have some balls, don't you? Probably not the most apt kind of analogy. Uh, it's like something out of Dynasty, says Sarah Begley, Reestenders. Um, Leslie Sargent, I see a lot of stags going away at the airport. So funny seeing them dressed up in the funniest of outfits. I remember seeing, I think we've said it before, a Hindu heading out to Barcelona. And they all got on the plane with uh, hats that had penises, or, you know, wobbly penises on their heads. I've never seen a more miserable bunch of, of women. They all look, there's nothing funnier I mean, they might not have been miserable. They might have just been at that point not off their tits, kind of going nuts because they were finding their seats. There's nothing funnier than about a gaggle of 12 women. I think they were dressed as sort of, I don't know, sporting fairies. 
with um, a sort of a sweatband with a penis attached, all looking quite seriously for their chairs. It was very amusing. <coughs> what a bunch of dickheads. Um, Andrea Crash, back of the class. That's a good reason. Okay, you can take that note. You take that note to reception, you'll be fine. Um, so yeah, exposing cheating wife and best man by sending, how did he get the photos? I mean, that means they must have taken the photos, right? The couple, I guess, and they must have intercepted them. He must have found them. He must have found them on her phone. Ooby dooby doo So groom exposes cheating. Now, something else I've popped in the title is pain. Um, feeling pain, or oh, I've just put the word pain. And I asked on Instagram, um, what would you do, Mark? Uh, I just wouldn't go, Fatima. I just wouldn't go. I think I, I, I could. I don't know if I could do. I don't know if I could perform it. It's humiliating enough. I don't know if I'd want to then sort of rehumiliate myself in front of everyone. Do you know what I mean? Um, if you could feel no pain, would you? There is a reason for this story. If you could feel no pain, and I mean physically or mentally, would you? Would you go for it? If you could be offered the choice of feeling no pain, would you would you go for it? CCTV then screenshot shadow my life. Wow, God, you've you've thought that through. Um, this is uh, a woman has been diagnosed or found to have a rare genetic mutation which allows a 75-year-old woman to feel zero pain. She's in the Highlands of Scotland. She lives a virtually pain-free life. Scientists have found out why. There's a photograph of her looking incredibly happy. I mean, you know, one often thinks, doesn't one, that good can only exist with bad, happiness can only exist with sadness. Presumably, a pain-free existence can only exist with pain in order to kind of compare and contrast. But they've discovered a rare genetic mutation in a woman that allows her to live pain-free. Um, the same biological mechanisms are believed to what are believed to be the same thing that allow wounds to heal. Oh, the same biological mechanisms are believed to allow her wounds to heal more rapidly. Wow, these findings have been published in Brain magazine, and a professor at UCL Medicine says that by precisely understanding what's happening on a molecular level, we can start to understand the biology involved, and that opens up possibilities for drug discovery. Um, so she has mutations in the previously unknown gene far out. That's a joke. Feel no pain, stress or fear. And they've called the mutation far out. F-A-A-H out. No. No. It says building that researchers found that far out mutation turns down the expression of the far gene, which is associated with pain, mood and memory. This is a research project where they're taking the piss. I'm, they must be taking the piss. I reckon there's a bunch of students who have banged on a big one and they've gone, look guys, let's tell my nan to say she feels no pain. And then let's say the gene is related to the far gene and say it's far out. That's, well, I mean, it's presented by Sky News as news, but it feels a little bit 
wacky backy, doesn't it? But then it just made me think philosophically. I thought, would I like to, do I, would I like not to feel pain? I'm not entirely sure I would. Oh look, half of you would. If you, if you could feel no pain physically or mentally, would you? Slim majority would. Yeah. Happy, happy 16th birthday, Kayla. Bev Berry's Kayla. Happy 16th birthday, Kayla. Um, just hitting the opium pipe. Far out, guys! Imagine a world with no pain! Ooh, yeah, you see, Teresa Hutchinson, I think we'd all like to select moments. It, she also doesn't struggle with anxiety. I mean, this woman must be on cloud nine, literally. I wonder if that's what her... I mean, she, she, she doesn't struggle with anxiety. She doesn't really struggle with depression. Um, she feels no pain, stress or fear. Karen Davis, how would she know if she'd hurt herself or injured herself? Exactly. I, mean, I wonder what if she looks at it benignly like, ah. Very weird. Um, a new series is landing all about mermaids. But obviously they're not mermaids, they're merpersons. They're not really merpersons, but these are people who've committed their lives to being a mermaid. Um, and this is a new series that's landing on Netflix. And I, it just made me think, what must it be like to be a mermaid or a merman or a merperson? Do you think mer people uh, ever existed? I just think it was the hallucinatory wishful thinking of pirates who couldn't go to the loo, personally. Anyway, no, seriously, this is a new Netflix series. I just thought I'd flag it up. Um, and uh, it's about people who perform at places like in Las Vegas, uh, you know, circus acts, stuff like that. But there are also some people who've really committed to, you know, wanting to swim and live as mermaids or mermen or merpeople. But apparently one of the things that just struck me that, yeah, what are the practicalities of being a merperson? Um, I thought they were supposed to be vicious. Check out that Pirates of the Caribbean where their teeth come out and they, they woo you. They're sirens. They, they sing and they take you down. And I think it's the way I'd want to go. There's a few biological limitations to a mermaid. I mean, you know, don't want to go there. But, um, but yeah, apparently some of these people who live as people have to use lube to get their flippery bits on. It smells a bit fishy to me. Uh, Danielle, I wanted to be the mermaid from Splash when I was a child. Do you remember that? Daryl Hannah. Flapping her leg, flapping her leg, flapping her fin. Of course, The Little Mermaid is coming out soon. I think it looks lovely in Escapist, and I wish I had toddlers, but we don't. Um, but apparently mermaid performance is very hard. I imagine it's a little bit sort of analogous or like being a synchronized swimmer, except they don't have those ridiculous grins on their faces. There's ridiculous... Yeah, you know, I think they should, I think poor old synchronized swimmers, it's a tough. Having a smile like that. So the series will take us back to a mermaid show that began in 1947 at Weeky Watchy Springs. I just wanted to say Weeky Watchy because it sounds funny, guys, in Florida. Barbara Wins, who's now in her 70s, started working there as a mermaid after watching the Balletic Mermaid Show at 13. We're all teenagers in the woods. It's hard to be a mermaid in a wood. You keep stumbling over lots. Couldn't see the wood for the trees. Trees for the wood. Um, a lot of weird shit happens at sea that they don't mention. You're damn straight, matey-poo. But anyway, yeah, there's... Check it out. When does this land? This is landing on Netflix. When is it? From the 23rd of May. Mer people. I'm going to tune in. 
I think you should too. Um, it's been official, what says, children's vapes contain unsafe levels of lead and nickel. Uh, vapes confiscated from children at secondary school had more than twice the safe level of lead and more than nine times that of nickel, um, which is pretty damn frightening. Uh, these findings were made by the Interscientific Laboratory in Liverpool. They tested 18 vapes taken from Baxter College in Worcestershire. And this is kind of first-hand evidence that, you know, do you remember when there was the hysteria, rightly so, when in the 70s, about lead petrol and how it was poisoning kids, especially as we were at the level of the exhaust running around London. So if lead was bad then, and they don't make lead pencils, so they're graphite, then how can lead in a vape be a good thing going into your lungs? It just can't be. These are the kind of things that we've often said will come out across, the, across time. All these things. And then we're all going to look back and go, <gasps> that benign thing called vaping wasn't so benign, was it? So a little warning. And Pruleith uh, has been talking about assisted dying. And this is always a contentious one, isn't it? I'm going to ask you a simple question. Do you think assisted dying should be made legal? Should assisted dying be made legal? Now, when I say that, I don't mean like willy-nilly. Obviously, Pruleith talks about the fact that um, she worries that if, in fact, if it is made legal, there need to be all sorts of checks and balances put in place. Because not only is there the worry that families through coercive control and for really horrible reasons would want to nudge older members of the family towards their inevitable demise um, for inheritance and all that kind of stuff. There's also the worry, and she makes a really interesting point here, that it could end up, you know, she's worried that, um, you know, that the ending of patients' lives could end up being decided by the NHS in a sort of bean-countering sort of situation. Uh, especially if the NHS is left to sort of decisions around it. You know, I, I, this is something that's always troubled me. I do think that there is an aspect, presumably, to, to the NHS where they are stretched. It's not born of necessarily an evil, where certain people are considered, not well, in a sense, disposable or at a point in their life where they can't be pulled back or they can't be kind of looked after and, and perhaps need to be let go. Do you think, I think, and is there the worry that in, depending on which hospital you're in, that might, and that is a pra pragmatism, uh, but also it's a kind of one-size-fits-all assessment of people who are terminally or very ill over a certain age. So, for example, if you were to go into hospital at the age of 95, you're going to be given less potentially sort of effort uh, than someone who obviously is much younger. And, and is that a right thing? Do we have to accept in, uh, in society that we value the younger more uh, than the older. But um, but yeah, so what do you think? Do you think, uh, so assisted dying, yes, 85% of you say yes, vast majority. Erin um, Bullimore, I'm banking on assisted dying being a thing when I'm old. I do not want to waste away in a care home when I can't even feed myself or go to the toilet anymore. Um, agree, Linda, Margaret, and MacArthur. Why should people suffer unbearably? Gloria Chesson, my neighbour is going to Switzerland for that. He has Huntington's disease. Oh, God. Uh, and Murray, isn't it like that at the minute? I think it is. I think those kind of crushing decisions are made. I mean, I think without saying it or officially saying it, I think the system allows for people to fade away. Obviously, there can be no proof of that. But, you know, fine line, isn't there, between that and, um, you know, uh, malevolent individuals. I'm thinking of a certain doctor. Um, so yeah, you have to be coherent to agree to it, which I imagine often would not be the case, and that's where I worry about others making the choice, Holly McCready. I totally agree. 
Um, Joe McKenna, my mum's renewed her passport in case she needs to go to Switzerland. We should offer Dignitas, definitely. I mean, I think we should offer it with all sorts of checks and balances and sort of, you know, criteria. I mean, presumably, it would also, theoretically, if everyone going in was, you know, kosher and happy, would it also not take a lot of pressure off certain parts of the NHS? So that, in fact, the front line of medical workers don't have that appalling dilemma uh, when caring for people. Uh, you know, because it's a huge dilemma, isn't it? I mean, I'm sure doctors and nurses are constantly having to juggle who's the more needy, who's the more deserving, who requires our attention more. Anyway, guys, well, there you go. Um, that was longer than I was thinking. I was going to do just 20 minutes today. Guys, have a lovely day. Do subscribe to the channel if you haven't. Uh, do check out the coffee moaners this week. They've been colourful, to say the least. Um, vloggy stuff will be landing. I've given you a sort of heads up on what's happening at the weekend. Uh, do go back. Um, and have a good day, guys. Enjoy the weather and, um, yeah, look after yourself.